from our studios in the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans. Welcome to our special Louisiana Eats podcast series, Tammany Taste Quick Bites. I'm Poppy Tooker. The story of a beat of beer, Louisiana's first craft brewery, all began in the sleepy little town of Abita Springs. In 1986, the Blossman family ventured into the business at a downtown Abita Springs location, which by 1994 completely outgrew the 100-seat brew pub where it all started. Today, the brew pub is owned and operated by the second generation of the Assad family, who continued to serve delicious American fare in a comfortable, casual atmosphere right on the Abita Springs trailhead. Every November, the world comes straight to the pub's door when they host the annual Abita Fall Fest, bringing 12 hours of nonstop music, food, and fun. We sat down with Anthony and his ace volunteer, Jamie Foster, to learn more about the brew pub story and the Abita Fall Fest. My name is Anthony Assay, and I'm the owner of the Abita Brew Pub. Anthony, what a special place we ah, have come you. to today. The Abita Brew Pub. Tell us the story about how this all began. So it's a really interesting story. So Abita Beer was founded in 1986. And it was actually founded here at the current location of the Abita Brew Pub. So from 1986 to 1994, this is where all the Abita beer was brewed. They outgrewed it, moved about a mile down the road, and turned it into what is now the Abita Brew Pub. Well, it is a precious little spot. How old is the building, and what's, what's been going on here prior to that? So the building's got kind of a cool heritage. Now, it's, it's burned down. It's not the original building, but the original location has been a multitude of things. It's been a bar. It's been a distributor for Jack's Beer. So this is actually where their brewing operation began. That's correct. This is where all, all the magic happened. This is where they first started. Of course, looking at the operation now, it's, it's massive, right? They, they produce hundreds of thousands of, of barrels a year, and but now... I mean, originally, this was the, the only little spot. And you see, we have pictures and photos of what originally what this location looked like before. And it was really pretty neat to see basically just a group of guys who just love brewing beer, you know, and wanted to do it for the love of beer. And, uh, and back then, there was no craft beer, right? There wasn't, there wasn't that, you know, what the mainstream as it is now. I mean, a beat of beer was, was the, the, the trendsetter, you know, the, to make it to where they are. And they were the ones that brought in... It made, I think, a lot of all these younger generational of, of brewers happen because of what Abita Beer started. Well, whether you live on the North Shore, whether you live on the South Shore, coming to Abita Springs is a very special experience. This is such a charming little country village, isn't it? And you're right here on the green. Tell us about what it's like here in the heart of Abita Springs. Well, I think you nailed it by saying the word village, because I think that's kind of how we feel here in Abita. It's a small town, um, so truly everybody really knows everybody here. Um, we're encapsulated in here, so we really can't grow out, right? So a lot of small towns, they come in and they grow bigger and bigger. You know, like Madisonville is a small town, Mandeville was a small town. 
But Abita has stayed a small town, and we want Abita to stay a small town. So it's really interesting to see it through the eyes of people who come from the South Shore or from all around the world, truly, will find their way to Abita for that reason. And people are really surprised they walk around and they say, oh, where's the downtown Abita? I'm like, you are in downtown Abita. That's our grocery <laughs> store. That's our, our pizza place. That's our bank. That's You can see everything from standing in one location here in downtown Abita. And people just are amazed that there's still towns like this. And it's only, you know, a little bit of a drive away, whether you're from New Orleans or from the airport, um, to come over here and experience a little bit of small town still here. Well, when you talk about experiencing small town, you all do crazy things here in Abita. It's kind of a wacky place. Isn't there some sort of a lawnmower parade? That's so funny. It's true. We have a, uh, a pushmo parade every year in Abita. You know, traditionally during Mardi Gras, everybody has their normal floats and everything that they do. And uh, instead, we have what is called the pushmo parade. So whether you actually have a lawnmower or a golf cart or a truck and trailer, or uh, and everybody's welcome to join. There is no really restrictions, and they're always a theme-based uh, parade. And so whether it's like uh, natural disasters or something happening and everybody just decorates it. And so it kind of comes back to Abita being it's a small town. It's a family friendly town. And that's kind of how all of the events that happen in Abita are kind of surrounded by. It's all focused on a lot of family. Tell us about the experience here at the Brew Pub. What's it like to dine here? What goes on here? What do people come here and celebrate and do i think the beta brew pub is fairly unique especially on the north shore um, because of its heritage with a beta beer i think the location that we have being right on the saint tammany trace in general the atmosphere that you get when you walk in here i think people are often surprised when they walk in from seeing just the outside because it looks kind of like a smaller building from the outside but i think when people leave here they're often surprised of how good the food was how great the atmosphere was and how friendly our uh, employees are. And uh, we get a lot of tourists that come through here and a lot of them come either from traveling on the road and see the Abita signs. So they're familiar with the Abita beer, so they want to come in and try it. Or people actually will fly in, stay in New Orleans, and they'll drive over here. They had a couple come in the other day, they came for the Florida State game and they were staying in New Orleans. And they wanted to drive over here to come eat at the brew pub because they've heard of it, which is, just baffles my mind that somebody is actually going to leave New Orleans to come over here to eat. Um, but it happens quite often, and we're, we're very lucky to be able to be in the location that we are and to be able to have the scenery of the outside deck that we have with all the kids' toys they can play with so the adults can enjoy themselves while the kids run around and, uh, and play with all the items that we have outside. Um, I think that when you hear a beat of brew pub, a lot of people think somehow that it is still part of the brewery. But the brewery started here, and then the brewery moved to bigger pastures, shall we say. That's exactly right. And that is when this really became a family business with your family. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I would say probably 95%, if not even larger than that, still associate the brewery owning the brew pub. And I'm okay with that. Look, we have a great relationship with the brewery, so um, and they understand that. Um, but so in 1896, the brewery was started. 
And then in 94, they outgrew this current location and they moved down the street. Um, so they ran the restaurant from 94 to 1998. By that time, they were growing, I think, larger than they can do to have both the restaurant and the beer. And they probably figured, look, we're better at brewing beer than we are dealing with the headaches of a restaurant. And so my family has always been in the restaurant and bar business their whole life, and they've had multiple restaurants in the North Shore area. And so they had opportunity to purchase them from them. And so in 98, my parents bought it uh, from the Blossomans. And then in 2017, I then bought it from my parents. So I've worked here growing up, you know, off and on for a long time. So it, it was really kind of neat to be able to, you know, have, keep that going, you know, keep that second generation going with, with the restaurant. You know, it's, it's not an easy business, right? You have a lot of failure and you have a lot of a lot of struggles with it. But I, I do feel very lucky that we're able to continue for almost 30 years now coming up. Um, so I think that's pretty special to be able to say that. Well, it really is. You actually grew up here, right? I grew up here in Mandeville since first grade. So I've seen the, the growth um, in this whole area, you know, since then. And you have a little one yourself. You think, are, are you... Um... Are you raising a restaurateur? So that's funny you say that. So all my life, my parents said, we do not want you to go in the restaurant business. We want you to go do something else. And I did do other things. But for some reason, it always kind of drew me back to the restaurant. And um, I want the same thing for my son. I want you to go out. <laughs> Don't go in the <laughs> restaurant business if you can help it. But I have a feeling that maybe he might follow my steps, maybe, and, and say, you know what, I, I want to kind of continue that path, too. Um, but I'm, I'm going to do the same thing my parents told me. We don't want you in this, in this business, you know, because they know the struggles and the, with it. Uh, but we'll find out, though. We'll see. It's in your blood. I think that's what it is, too. It, it really is in your blood, you know. And as much struggle as it can be, I mean, I do enjoy the hell out of it. You can't help but you're not going to succeed if you don't enjoy what you do here, you know, and you have to love it. What are your earliest memories of coming here? Oh, wow. So, so when I was, unfortunately, when my first, well, I'll say unfortunately, but I was in college when my parents first took this over. So I didn't really, I wasn't a part of it in the earlier times because mm -hmm. I was away at school. So I'd come in every once in a while. But some of the perks, you know, I was able to grab uh, some of the, uh, <laughs> some of the kegs of beer or whatever since we were here. And <laughs> I'd bring them back to school with me and, and people would try the beer. They'd be like, man, what is this? That's the beat of beer. And. They would drink it like a like a normal beer, and uh, you have to remind them that the alcohol content is a little bit higher than your normal Bud Light or whatever else. And uh, so there, there were some perks of having your family own uh, a restaurant, especially one that that caters towards uh, beer drinkers. So there was some positiveness, and I started off just kind of helping on the side, just being like a host, you know, and just during my times of being back and forth, and then you just slowly just start, but. I've always kind of grown up in that. I've, I began my time washing dishes and bussing tables at 15 years old. You know, so as much as they didn't want me in the business, I, I grew up doing that all my life. So you just kind of naturally gravitated towards that. It's exciting. You know, there's, there's this adrenaline rush when the doors open, and it's really hard to find that in other careers. It's true. And the, and the biggest part about being away from it is, if you ever are, is, is the customers, right? So they really become your friends and your family. And so not having that and being away from that and the interaction with the people, you know, and seeing their enjoyment here and becoming friends with them, it, it's, it's really, that's a huge motivator and driver is to see that and to be involved with that. So everybody, when, you, when something becomes your own, 
maybe little changes come along. And I know you're keeping the family tradition here, but how has the brew pub changed under your ownership, Anthony? That's a great question. So my dad and I worked together for a long time, right? And obviously working for your family can never, it's not always the easiest thing, right? We both have different ideas. So the first thing I wanted to do was um, when I took over, and my dad fought me on this. He said, you're going too fast. You don't need to be doing all this, is that we have this beautiful trace here right next to the brew room, as long and the, as well as the uh, beautiful park. So it's a beautiful view. So I always want to try to capture that by building an amazing outdoor patio. So as soon as I took over, that's exactly what we did. We built a, uh, a patio outside that can hold around 70 people. So it overlooks the trace. It overlooks the beautiful uh, Beta Springs Trailhead Park. And then we also have fun interactive games for the kids to play, like a built-in checkerboard inside of our, uh, our pavers, as well as uh, cornhole and all the different kind of games. So you can sit outside with your animals, which we get a lot of. At, at some point, there's always a, a dog out there sitting with, the, uh, with their parents. And we encourage that, and we love that. So that, definitely that patio was definitely something that I've, I've always thought um, the brew pub could use, and then um, there's been more compliments on that uh, that patio uh, being like, it's about time. And I said, <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> well, that was really smart, too, because we all have been liking to eat outdoors even right. more than ever And in this happened days. probably about six months before COVID kind of kicked off is when the construction completed. So the timing of it was, couldn't have been any better. Uh-huh. I didn't realize that you were right here on the trace, on the trailhead. So you must get bikers, hikers. How do you become part of those outdoor activities? Yeah, so it's, it's really interesting that we are on, the, on this path because there's not many restaurants that you can just ride your bike directly up to, park in the grass, and literally just hop over to the patio and enjoy yourself. Um, we also do live music, too, in the patio every Friday and Saturday night. So... There's always something kind of happening either here at the pub or at the trailhead um, next door. So we get plenty of people riding bikes, and it's only increased since COVID happened. The bike surge and people wanting to be outdoors has increased tremendously since that happened. So um, we're very special to be able to be on this location and to be able to have that access to the trace. Um, so you can ride literally from the lakefront all the way to Slidell if you'd like to. That's terrific. It, people don't realize what wonderful biking we have here in Louisiana because we don't really have any mountains, so it's it's not it's never a hard ride. <laughs> exactly right. A lot of flat ground. What do people love to eat here? At oh the yes. So, of course, the question is, you know, what's good here? And it's like, oh man. I said, you got to narrow it down for me. I said, because when I say it's everything's truly good here. You know, it, it really is. Now, I don't eat everything on the menu, surprisingly. I, I don't. There's a lot of things on the menu I don't really care for just because it's my personal taste. But, obviously, that's still fantastic. So, when people try to narrow it down, I try to help them and say, give me a category, right? But you can never go wrong here with an, with a burger. So, our burgers are, uh, are 10 ounces, never frozen, always fresh. Your normal burger would be 8 ounces. So they're large, they're juicy, they're, we have different varieties of them. You can get them with bacon, jalapenos, pepper, whatever you want. We can kind of cater to whatever you need. But our burgers are definitely something I think we're known for. I think it's something that we, we obviously sell a lot of. Um, but we also have a variety of everything else, from salads to pastas. Um, so it's a really wide, I think, menu. My mom is, is Greek, 
and my dad is Tunisian, so I grew up eating a little more ethnic food and food like that growing up. So we have a gyro on our menu, which is fantastic. You probably wouldn't normally see a gyro on a on a pub menu, um, but it's fantastic. You know, we have a boudin stuffed quail with a, a, a blueberry glaze. And a lot of the stuff and sauces that we have are cooked with the local beers that we have here, whether it's Purple Haze or Turbo Dog or Andy Gator. So we try to infuse that a lot with the uh, cooking that we have and the sauces that we use. But you really can't go wrong with any dish. It really just depends on what you're feeling for that day. And it's all delicious washed down with an Abita beer, right? It always helps. <laughs> <laughs> now, we talked about that um, that Pushmo parade, that, uh, that unusual event. There are other events that happen here in Abita that you are right here in the heart of and a part of. Let's talk about the other things that go on. Like the Abita Fall Fest? Oh, like the Abita Fall Fest. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of a funny story, too, on how the Fall Fest started. So there's a lot of great festivals that happen here in town, one being the Busker Festival, which a busker is a basically a street musician. So there's a festival here in town that's put on, and it's basically street musicians. Like, these are guys that make their living traveling around the world um, and most of them play just solely on the streets, and that's how they make their income. So it's a festival that puts on here. So we love. When is that? What time of year does that? It's take in springtime, place? I uh -huh. believe. So, but it's a fantastic festival, um, and I never knew the term busker until that, you know. So it's interesting. So what happens is we were sitting around the bar, as most good ideas probably happen, right? Right. So we were sitting around there, and we we're like, you know what? Maybe we can put on a festival too, on a larger scale but do it in the hopes of trying to give back and raise money. So um, one of our other customers and good friends, um, Yvette Randolph, she was, uh, she was an alderman here in town, and she was like, well, you can do that. We were like, we can't put a festival on. And she was like, sure you can. So we said, really? And she says, yeah. So that's kind of how it started. So myself and the co-founder, Karen Moses, and Yvette, and, and Jamie, and Nikki, and so we decided to say, you know what, let's put on a music festival. And uh, that's kind of what we did. So we formed a nonprofit to put this on. So it's totally separate from the brew pub or any other ventures. And we wanted to do this in the sole purpose of putting on what we think is the best music festival on the North Shore. But at the same time, also raising money for local organizations and um, other nonprofits in town. And so that's how it started. Well, I guess it was good fortune that I happened in on the morning that you were having a planning meeting. So <laughs> would you like to introduce us to your cohort here? and Absolutely. And talk a little bit more about this year's Fall Festival? Uh, my name is Jamie Foster, and I'm a volunteer with the Abita Fall Fest. Well, Jamie, I'm so glad you stopped by to join in this conversation. So let's talk about what goes into putting that Fall Fest together and the experience that visitors will have when they come. You know, I, I think anybody who's put on a festival like Fall Fest can liken it to childbirth. It's so incredibly difficult and challenging that your brain wipes it out. And then next year you go, oh, yeah, let's do that again for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's wonderful. When Anthony and Yvette said, we're going to do this festival here in town, I was in. I love live music. I don't like having to drive across the lake for a show. And here I can see world-class musicians a block away from my home. So I can walk home after the Abita Fall Fest and have a wonderful experience. 
We have a great hotel here in town, so we invite our guests to come across the lake and spend some time with us here in Abita, see some wonderful music, eat some great food, and have a great time. And when does the festival take place every year? Well, so far, first weekend in November. So we're, we're shooting for that every year because the weather is nice and everybody's ready for a good time. And what's the experience like? What goes on here in the heart of Abita during the Fall Festival? You know, our entire town is involved in Fall Fest, and we're very thankful for that. We have, again, the Abita Hotel, where our guests from out of town can stay. In front of the VIP section, our mayor greets people and talks to them and tells them about our town. We're, we're passionate about our town and keeping it small and keeping it unique. That is pretty unique that you got the mayor out there glad-handing <laughs> folks. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. We, we have so many wonderful volunteers, and every festival says this, but it's so true here. Without our volunteers, without our nonprofit organizations, it simply wouldn't happen. Is there a style of music to a Beat of Fall Fest, or is it a smorgasbord? It's, it's a little bit of everything for everyone. We have three stages. So we have our main stage, our trailhead stage, and our children's stage. Some of the best feedback we got were from parents who said, we not only saw wonderful music, our kids didn't want to leave, which is unusual. Our, our children's entertainment is spectacular. And the bands that we have are national headliners and local musicians. Abita's unusual. We have a small grocery store right across the street. And in the produce section of Artigues Abita Market, it's not unusual to have a bluegrass band playing there. They'll come in for maybe a bag of ice, and then they go, this place is very unusual. <laughs> and that's exactly how we like it. <laughs> well, and there has to be every good festival, the elements involved, always music, but always food. So we know that the food is great inside of the Abita Brew Pub, but what's going on food-wise out in the street? Yeah, so Karen Moses, our, our co-founder of the Beautiful Fest, she's a big foodie. So she spends a lot of time reaching out to these local restaurants and food vendors to make sure we have an eclectic group of pairings for everybody. Because not just adults and not just kids, right? So we have everything from pizzas to paninis to paella, which I had to find out what that was because I wasn't really sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you really do find uh, an assortment of different foods. And a lot of it's, I mean, they're all local food trucks and they're also local restaurants here in the town. Um, so if you are from out of town, you get a really good taste of what Louisiana cooking is like. And we're fortunate in that the brewery prepares a special, they brew a special beer for us oh. for the Fall Fest. We ran out of it pretty quickly and unfortunately i may be part of that problem because it is absolutely <laughs> delicious Fantastic. i have to quality test it so we'll 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 brew more barrels and i'll drink a little bit less of it this year oh gosh <laughs> well and and what style of beer was it, it is so yeah so abita beer used to make a beer called abita fall fest and so we found it very fitting to go to them of course and get their blessing and say would you mind making that beer again specifically for our fall fest and they said absolutely so it's an Oktoberfest style beer which is very popular mm -hmm. very easy to drink and it's only gonna be found at the Abita fall fest during the month of November well that's a reason to come all in its own what's the crowd like how many people do you have here it's a lot <laughs> 
it's a lot for our town I'll, we'll say that yeah we're, we're we're very fortunate in that we have a wonderful trailhead park right next door to the abita brew pub here it's the perfect venue for a music festival and what's interesting is at the end of the park there's a circle we had a, a wonderful mural painted over it and that's the location of the original abita springs uh, oh. abita was founded based on the healing waters from that spring it was uh, capped unfortunately but we have to move forward and then made into an amphitheater so it's a beautiful performance space so when we started thinking about this it's just the perfect match this is a special place you can feel the energy the crowd feels that is it because of the water maybe it's also because of the great music and the food and the fun and i think we'll have 5,000 people on a, on a good day, and it's always been a good day. And we also have a night show called uh, Fall Fest After Dark. Oh. And we, we have uh, a more funky lineup of bands there, and it's a wonderful time. What, what is the range that people travel to attend the festival? So That's funny, because Jamie can actually speak to that, because he, he met a few last year. Yeah, I... Um, I like to ride on the golf cart with my clipboard and a cup of coffee. That's that's where I'm really in my my element. But every now and then I'll stop and check in. And I was talking to our mayor and he was having a conversation with a couple who came here from Los Angeles. They said, we try to beat a beer. We loved it. We heard about the Fall Fest and we said, let's go to Louisiana. This sounds like a, a great introduction to the state. And I agree with them. I think they were right. They had a wonderful time and you could see they were they were a little caught off guard because they were talking to the mayor of the town who was telling them about abita and inviting them <laughs> to come back we love having those kinds of one-off conversations we we think we know who's coming here but then we'll bump into someone who says oh we've we've always heard about uh, the brew pub and when we heard about the festival we knew we had to come well it sounds like a great time is had by all and so how much money do you raise and where does where does the money go who does it benefit sure so um so last year in year two we were able to donate about seventeen thousand dollars and for a year two festival to be able to donate any money and actually become profitable is 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 pretty unique so we're able to donate money to our two schools here in town there's also the rec center we're able to donate money to and also the park here in town for their general fund to be able to use for park improvements. Um, this year, our main goal was to raise money for the Youth Service Bureau, um, but then also there's also five local nonprofit charities here in town that we're supporting, as well as the two schools and the rec center. So we have a lot on our plate that we're trying to raise money for, but we know we can do it. And that's our goal is to set high goals for ourselves and, and hopefully be able to achieve them. Abita is a special place. We have a, an, an energy here, again, like I said, that you don't really experience other places. And the folklore is the Princess Abita, a, a First Peoples princess, was terribly ill. And her father brought her here where she recuperated uh, in large part to drinking the water in Abita Springs. And that's legend has carried on abita was founded as a spa destination people would leave new orleans to to flee the yellow fever they would come here whether they were sick or not they would either recuperate or just ride out the summertime so we had a large number of swimming pools spas hotels and then over time that changed but 
now there's a real revitalization in Abita. So we have people who still come here and fill up their water at the spigot right across the street. And that water comes from our well and people drive from New Orleans, fill up their bottles of water and take it home. So there's something to that. People wouldn't just do that for a bottle of water. So there is definitely some magic, not only in the air, but in the water here at Abita Springs. It seems like right here in Abita, you have the opportunity to raise a family with a real small town feel. I bought my home here to, to raise my children. They could walk to their school. After school, they would walk to, Arbita, uh, to Artigues Abita Market. They could get a snack and put it on a tab and then walk home and do their homework. And I'd go hang out with Warren, listen to the music in the produce section, pay my bill. That doesn't just happen anywhere. No. So we, we have pressure on us to grow. People do want to be a part of this town. And it is a town. If you say city, someone from town hall will say, excuse me, we're a town. Mm. So we have a certain size that helps us remain a town. We need to grow. Festivals like the Abita Fall Fest, businesses like the uh, brew pub make that happen so we we try to maintain our identity but we want to welcome everyone and that's always a difficult balancing act well it appears to me that you do it beautifully because every time i drive into this little square i know i'm here in the heart of abita and it's a great place to be that was anthony assad and jamie foster at the Abita Brew Pub on Louisiana's North Shore. Make plans now to attend the 2022 Abita Fall Fest, happening November 4th and 5th in downtown Abita Springs. Learn more about the fest by visiting their website, abitafallfest.com. You'll find Abita Brew Pub's menus and story at abitabrewpub.com. Big thanks to our sponsor, the St. Tammany Parish Tourist Commission. Stay, play, and get away on the Louisiana North Shore. Discover the bounty of the bayou and rich culture from award-winning chefs, soulful mom-and-pop restaurants, extraordinary bakers, and creative mixologists. Request the free Explore the North Shore Visitor Guide today for inspirational stories, custom itineraries, and event information at louisiananorthshore.com slash guide. This podcast was produced by Steve Himmelfarb and Joe Schreiner for Poppy Tooker Broadcasting. <laughs>